Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast Remake, an all-new take on your favorite FFTCG podcast, brought to you by Ultimate Guard. Pino's open for business, and we are cruising. Cruising! Come fly with me, come fly I need the uh, cruiser, baby, cruiser exotica. Awesome! Morris, Morris is so cool. Tibet is beautiful. Just like all the whatever, all the all the things that you know those games, man. Oh my God, John, I do know it too well. I know it way too well. I know what else I know all too well. What's that? The, us finally being back for the next episode of the RVA Returners podcast. Uh, John, it's been a while. It has been a while. And uh, n- not that long since we last recorded, though. Chris, we had to throw it away. It's, it's, it's locked deep in the Disney vault, dude. It's... Man, that, we don't even know if we want to release that one to the patties. No, I, I, that's not, that didn't go to anybody. Normally, the the raw version, I would just drop it on there right away. I just I felt sad after that one. I couldn't do it. John, that one, that one can only be listened to <clears throat> while listening to Phil Collins against all odds. That's the only. It was such a sad boy cast, and I like I'm. It had to go. It had to go. I, I'm glad I got that stuff off my chest. We were sad boys. It was a sad time. Yeah. Um, January was a mess, dude. January 2021, we're just going to say that was in 2020. Yeah, we're going to so, call that uh, it's a, December 32nd. Dude, this brand new year uh, that started in February, it's a leap year, yeah, right? Isn't that what the... you skip a month or something? Yeah. Sounds good to me. That's what I like. That's exactly what I like. So but, we're, uh, we're back. <laughs> we're, we're back, but we are taking a hard pivot. But it's going to be a great pivot. And I think we I, have to pivot, man. Everybody has to pivot. There's a, we have yeah. to redefine what this game looks like, man. You know? Yeah. And not just this game, but other games. Cause we're going to mm. talk about a lot of fun stuff uh, over the course of the next, who knows how many months, John, like we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, this isn't the thing that has to be started or stopped though. This is just, you know, no, this, is, this, this is now, is, this, this is, is now something we do, dude. We're crab people now. That's right. We're, this is this is our P. Diddy shrimping boat. Yeah, we're game people now. That's right. That's what we are. Um, and of course, you know, here I am. We just started. We just started going in hot, John. We got really dug in here. Know. Um, we we, you know, we, we kind of started boxing out. Of course, y'all know the name. I'm your host, Chris Adams, and with me, as always, we uh the precinct has been reopened. He's got a fresh new badge, shiny new gun, new set of suspenders and fedora. John what? Schreiner, say hi to the gang. Hello, gang. I didn't know that we had uh, like our budget increase, dude. We got new we everything. Did. Yep, new everything. <laughs> Damn, dude. All right. Yep, new chairs. We went from like the shitty like elementary school blue one one piece jams <laughs> to like you, you know the ones I'm talking. No, about. I, I know the one, dude. I know the one. With the three slits in yeah, the back. Yeah, yeah, or the triangle depends on if you you know yes. which one you got, dude. Yeah. 
oh, you always hated to be the fucking odd man out. Like you wanted the, you wanted to have the one. You either wanted the three, or you didn't want to sit down. Yeah, dude, the you want the slits. Was uncomfortable. The triangle, and they can mess with you, dude. The kids behind you, they can get in there. They can get in oh, the triangle, can, dude. They can give you a wedgie, or even the dreaded rear abdomen. The triangle of death, dude. I don't want anything to do with the, that thing, dude. Yeah. You, ever, you ever had a rear admiral, John? Three. <laughs> <laughs> Three slits or no sets, Chris. You know? <laughs> That's how we do it. That's how we do it. Man, if we didn't already have like a name for this episode, that <laughs> might be, that would have been a good one. When I go to parent-teacher conferences in my future, dude, I know which chairs I'm looking for. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to raise a ruckus, too, if they only have those triangle chairs, dude. There's going to be a problem. Like, I don't, I, Where's I don't my like, tax money going, dude? <laughs> Oh, the bargain bin. We get the triangle chairs. Great. What did James Way win the contract? Right. Like, what Jesus is this, dude? Christ. Come on. That's not how they treat their kids at South Central <laughs> High School. Southwestern <laughs> Central, dude. That's, that's, that's the high right. school my kids will go to. Here in, here in suburban high school, they pick our kids sitting in these triangle monstrosities. Leave their backs exposed to the elements. That's right. And and to the bullies? Mm. God. Unreal. Unreal, John. But, again, what is real is, you know, we, we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, You know, but we're going to start with um some FFTCG content. Um, You know, John, normally we just go right into the news, but we're, we're feeling some things out. You know, we, we usually go right to the soundbite, and then we come back to the news. Mm-hmm. If you want to find a way to make that work, go right ahead. But I think because you know, this is a this is a, a new day, a new dawn, mm-hmm. as it were, here in Returners Camp, I'm okay with just kind of going into really the only FFTCG information we're going to have on this cast. I'm okay with just going right in. Go on unless, in. Unless you want to start with the Octagon State of the Union. Well, Chris, the Octagon State of the Union, uh, things are actually great. Uh, we, I feel like, are hitting a new stride. People are, this is now the place. Somebody once described it as church. They said mm-hmm. Wednesday night is church. Uh, this is the place now, man. We're, we're hanging out. We see this between Mr. Cool's stream a couple days mm-hmm. a week and our stream on Wednesday nights that uh, people are looking for that sense of community of, like, hanging out with each other. And uh, mm-hmm. it's led to, like, everybody's a little lonely boy, Chris. And yeah. oh, uh, and so we're all we hanging out. Yeah, we just want to hang out and chat. So you know, uh, I'll look over at the chat, man. It'll it'll be all the everyone. It'll be a full cast of characters. Uh, and we've been having such a good time. I've been wanting to. They've been asking me. Uh, I say asking. They've been harassing me nicely to <laughs> um, to add things for them to do. You know, like like because they accrue these channel points, and basically all I have right now are the default things. So you can like unlock the emotes. So it's like, yeah. oh, you've unlocked all the emotes. You've been watching us for a million years. You got a bunch of points. What can you do with so them? What now, well, Chris, welcome to the casino <laughs> because ding, these, ding, 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 ding. these gambling addicts can now gamble <laughs> on the. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They can now gamble on the outcome of matches. Uh, oh, I love and it. Place... Is, is, what was the? What's that? Uh... Salty bet, dude. Salty yeah, bet. Salty yeah, bet. yeah, yeah, dude. We are uh, literally. Nick reached out and he said it would be cool if we could have a gamble on the outcome of matches. I was like, you want to turn this into the salty bet casino? And, yes. then, I, and then I looked online, and uh, it's just it's not even like a thing I have to do. It's like Twitch just has it built in. So yeah, they can just gamble their channel points. Uh, but yeah, salty bet, dude. What? Uh, God, if you're somehow listening to this and you don't know what this is. 
like you're fucking up this is it all you have to do is go to uh god they just have a direct website and i don't remember for some reason in my mind i want to say it's saltybed.net but that's not right right it's got to be .com we're checking for you guys. Yeah, it's not. A... Yeah, uh, but either way, you can just go to twitch.com. Yeah, these days you can just go to twitch.tv. But yeah, saltybet.com. Dude, Chris, who's fighting right now? Uh, I'm, I'm actually loading it up right now. Um, I'm just waiting to see. Uh, we have uh, two just uh, anime. We got someone from Samurai. No, these are just two random <laughs> one, no, like, dude, anime. One of, those, one of those is the Arby's like, Samurai, dude. Like, like It's like the like the paper craft like <laughs> yeah that's what it looks like so it looks like from like a shitty like uh like yeah. sega 32x fighting game and then like and... some random anime girl with like wings and throwing books <laughs> yeah there, there it is this Dude, is brutal uh so this is a website you could go and just bet on the outcome of these random fighting game like matches it, like we don't have to go too much deeper into it but it's it's yeah, a it, it's it is a marvel a great time waster it's beautiful yeah, dude. Just throw yeah. that shit on. It gets so hype. Like they 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 would actually put it on sometimes at battlegrounds, and we would all be sitting there. And we'd be like, and we would just get dude, so always go always hype. DBZ always DBZ. Yeah, so hype, so fucking hype. Kabuki the god. People are saying Kabuki yeah. the god. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So uh, salty bet. Salty bet is a treasure. Uh, so yeah, we're we're now the salty bit of FFTCG. I, I believe there's actually one that's uh that's exactly like that, but it's Final Fantasy Tactics, and they just mm-hmm. run these randomly generated like teams against each other in like an AI versus AI multiplayer thing. So that's so cool. And yeah, so you can cool. just bet on which team you think is going to win. It's very cool. Um, but anyway, yeah. so yeah, we, we <laughs> so we've added those functionalities. We have new emotes. We have the Guido uh, looking cool emote. Oh, and the no wimps Guido. Yeah, the the no wimps Guido, uh, and we also have uh, the big old F dude, just the Final Fantasy logo F for uh, F in, in the chat, chat dude. Yeah, it's Can huge. It's just a giant FF logo F instead of the RIP ghost. It's it's Fucking pretty funny. Beautiful. Um, so yeah, we've got those. We have a bunch of new things you can redeem channel points for. Um, it's just, it's going to be cool. It's going to be a good time. So we have all that stuff going and, uh, and we're just plowing on through, man. We're just going to be having our Octagon events. We've already secured prize support for a tournament for a win box tournament yep. for, um, Opus 13. I've already yep, which reached Which is out. right around the corner, by the way. I know. That, the, uh, the, the dark, the, was it dark bringers or whatever? The, the new. Oh, shadow bringers. Yeah. Shadow bringers. Yeah. I don't play 14 clearly. I, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still on, um, (laughs) I'm on Robin Hood right now. Dude, my, my Phantasmagoria has tanked is all I'm saying. (laughs) Dude, uh, dark, dark bringers is pretty close. Okay. (laughs) I know. I, 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 I still can't find, uh, what was, what what was it? Phantasmagorian and what was the other thing? I don't know. Oh, they're oh, they're the, uh, the the tomes you're talking about, yeah. like the uh, the things from uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, because because I, I was looking for that stuff on Robin Hood and I couldn't find it <laughs> on Robin Hood to invest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, I, <laughs> yeah so I'm messing up. So, but yeah, like that that's right around the corner because that's being released with Opus 13. I know. Um, I guess we're just kind of going right the fuck into it. Let's uh, um, and I know there was a uh, a tweet I believe from Kagiyama today. Saying they're pretty much kind of confirming that spoilers are about to start hitting pretty steady. Um, I've I've heard the rumblings that community spoilers are right around the corner. Um, spoiling, 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 spoiling. Right, and, and let's actually pause on that for a second because I mean, obviously the the landscape of the community has changed. Um, there are a few more pretty consistent content creators out there right now. Like it's not the same old group that was doing it before. Mm-hmm. Um, really. 
I mean, like, even us, like even us, we we haven't been consistent at all. I mean, that's not true. Are, the every well, returners put out well, content I'm, every week, every Wednesday night at well, seven p.m. I'm, I'm talking about podcasts. Yeah, but still, but but, podcast, but like community fair, content, dude. We we are uh, we that's are the fair. most consistent. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But outside outside of the weekly events, right? Um, I know people. You've got people doing deck techs. You've got people doing. Um, let's see. You've got people kind of doing like podcast interview type things. Um, and you know, and big shout out to Travis Pfeiffer, who's actually been doing a lot of that stuff. Mm. Um, you see Mogpod still doing Mogpod things. Um, Chris, what you're saying is it's business as usual. Yeah, business as usual for Mogpod. And um, I, I think there there's still that hunger there. But I do think um, we're kind of in the same boat that we were in with Opus uh, Opus 11, that we've seen the decks, the, the power decks that people are playing. And there's really no reason to go beyond that. And I think that's kind of where we're at. And then those I'm talking about, like the storm decks, the uh, you know the the recent uh, like samurai list, and then the uh, the neo x death zidane turbo decks. Those have kind of those those have, and even still the infinite deck is still a thing that needs to be reckoned with. But these are like the decks that are are have kind of cemented themselves where they're at. John, are you still recording? I am still recording. Chris. Okay, because I, I said let me do a thing, and you got quiet. No, I was like, okay. he's just gonna let me, okay. he's gonna let me keep going, isn't he? I have I, I disagree with a lot of what you're saying right now. <laughs> okay, but, but yeah 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 no no, no it's these, okay. These are, the, these are the decks that have kind of in the last recent events um outside. I don't know what's been going on in our weekly because uh, mm-hmm, again mm-hmm. I don't want to get into all that just because that was kind of what the crux of our of our sad boy podcast was about. Yeah. Um, but these are the decks that have kind of started to establish themselves and. People are just going. I feel like people are just going. This again. This is outside looking in. I feel like people are just going to stop there. There's there's not not much of a reason to innovate more beyond that, unless there's something new. But again, that's mm-hmm. the whole point. It's it's what you're not. One's going to be because of the other. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I think that um. I think that some of those things that were like really strong early on, like we don't even really see anymore. Like the, like the X Y Z deck. Like I literally yeah, haven't even awesome. seen that in in a while i haven't seen any of the bart's decks in a while so i think that people are uh like they're just kind of <laughs> it's like a guided tour chris where it's like like when you get to the museum dude you, you don't just go off on your own dude. you get into the group of people and you have somebody who knows what they're doing show you around at all the nice shiny things to see mm-hmm. so every time they show you an exhibit you go wow i really like this exhibit and then they show you the next exhibit and you're like well this is my new favorite exhibit and then they show you the two exhibits later. This is your new favorite exhibit. You know, it's like oh, so. So I think that there's a like we may be getting to the end of of uh, the tour, but we're still seeing like some new mm-hmm. stuff pop up, and and it's new stuff that's like good to the point that um that you know like it's been a consistent change. It doesn't feel at all like Opus Eleven. Mm. Well, and, and I'll I guess I'm I'm on the upside of the fence there because I think like. I'm trying to remember what like the early Opus 11 stuff was. Then it just kind of became this Marsh Ritz BFA stuff. And it just kind of stood there minus like tech choices within that deck. Yeah. That was a ton of mirror. We were streaming mirror matches like every week we were getting down to like four people who wanted to play. Um, Yeah. And that was like the second wave. That was the second exhibit. And then we get to Opus 12 and exhibit one was XYZ Bart's, um, Let's see what else was kind of in that initial um uh, protect Neo X to forty yeah like forty nine cards in Neo X or however yeah. percent chance to start every game with Neo X. Yeah, uh, then you saw like Sam, then you saw like Samurai's kind of rise from that, and now we're in Exhibit Two where it's Samurai's Storm 
and the Zidane Neo X Death Turbo. Like those are kind of the big ones that I would be willing to bet that if you were going to a tournament, A, those are the ones you need to know how to play against. Yeah. And I'd be willing to bet that that has the highest representation in the field. Those those decks right there will make up the majority of the field, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm interested. The the one the Zidane Neo X Death deck, it's like it's in this weird spot where like it seems mm-hmm. like everybody seems to agree that it's as good, it's like really good. I've mm-hmm. never seen anybody play it. Yeah, neither have I. <laughs> so it's like nobody it's nobody there. brought it to to that uh, you know R three. They don't bring yeah. it to our weekly. I think one person mm-hmm. brought it one week. But it's just like, um, yeah, I mean, it's there. It's just interesting because, you know, with the other one, when everybody was complaining about it, we saw it everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. But and I, I think, think there's just so much, like, uh, coming, too. We, we're starting to see, and this is what we're talking about right now, is these spoilers <laughs> for Robus 13. But, um, and we were talking about this a bit before the cast, and you can check out, um, if you are a patron, you can uh-huh. check us talking about this in a little bit more detail, but I'll do the Spark Notes version for now. We were saying that with this new block especially, but with the last couple of sets, they've just been putting so many creative pieces in. Uh, mm-hmm. Namely, we mentioned the dual-color Moogles, the backups that find the off-color elements, and now the uh, dual-color, like the true dual-element cards. Yep. Um, that they're just opening up so much room for creativity that while the Tier 1 decks may be in like a group of like 3 to 5 decks, uh, the Tier 2 decks are almost endless. Like, there's just so many things to play. I mean, Dragoons, yeah. Chris. Yeah, this has been, it's been a long time coming. Dragoons, for a while, was just was just intro tier, right? Like, you just, you played them, that's the way you got people into the game, because who doesn't mm-hmm. love Dragoons? They look cool, and they're a known, a, a known entity. Mm-hmm. But, obviously, we've seen in Opus 12 that, with these new cards they got in that set, that they are a very, very real deck. I mean, they can, they can hang with the heavy hitters, and they're consistent. I would I would almost put dragoons outside of tier two and like one point five. It's kind of like teetering, like two plus. Yeah, like it's it's right there. It's almost at the it's almost there. But I feel like if the t- tier one decks get their nut draw, it just rolls over dragoons. Yeah, but the dragoons, difference between like the, like it, dragoons and samurai are both very one note, but samurai just yes. has a bit more like automatic like card advantage and recursion they can carry in. the note a little bit better yeah yeah it just has some more efficiencies that dragoons is still lacking like dragoons is still yes. at that place where you just put everything with the name dragoon on it in your deck samurais yep. have actually evolved past like they don't even play ayame or some of the standard units yeah. you know so yep. dragoons is just looking to get there it's probably like you know only another set or two they always print more dragoons yeah and we went on uh actually we didn't because uh we did talk about these spoilers on the cast that didn't come out so we've got a lot of spoilers to talk about we've got Three, we got uh, three more than I thought we did. No, oh, that's okay. We'll start going through them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, we'll go ahead and start. Um, these first ones uh, were the first ones that were shown, I believe, at the uh, the Japanese fan online virtual fan fest event. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And that was Leo Kane and Onion Knight. So we'll just go down those. We'll start with uh, Leo, which was the first um, the first legend that got revealed, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and of course, he's a beautiful artwork. By the way, he's a one CP, which means you have to I mean, you immediately start thinking about Bart's. But he's a one yeah. CP job king, uh, also relevant uh, Earth category Crystal Chronicles. Um, and he says, when Leo enters the field, place one Kingdom counter on Leo for each category FFCC character you control. And then for one and tap, remove X Kingdom counters from Leo. Choose one forward other than card named Leo, light or dark, in your break zone. If its cost is X, play it onto the field. You can only use this ability during your turn and only once per turn. And he's a 3K. John, what do you think? Uh, Chris, this card is Job King, 
category mm -hmm. Crystal Chronicles yeah. and is cost Earth, one and cost one. Yeah, uh, this card is just going to be nuts. Um, yeah, I think it's a really good card. Yeah, uh, the Kingdom Counter thing is going to be a lot mm -hmm. like a rise, I feel like, and yep. um, it, it's just this is going to be a good card. It has zero name clash and is another FFCC character. Uh, it makes my Yuri promos better. Yep. I think it's a good card. Yeah, it's a good card. It kind of exists in a in a, a, a similar space as the Lena from the last set. The only If there was any downside to this card, to me, it's the, it can only be used during your turn and once per turn. Yeah. And the reason, I, but that's also a good thing. Because it probably, to me, when I see a, a limitation like that on a legend, that means that maybe when they were testing it, it was not that. And they were like, that's way too fucking good. Yeah. So they had to like dial it back a bit. Because to me, that's what that feels like. That feels like a let's dial it back here a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, because when Leo comes out, you figure like it's so easy. It's mindless to make most yeah. of your backups FSCC. So like you're yep. just resing four plus. Right, like four is me being like like uh, reserved, right? Like four plus yeah. cost things, and that just gets out of hand pretty quick. And you know yep. they don't want to spend to kill Leo. <laughs> yeah, just... Technically, if you're at five FFCC backups and you play Leo, you can get a six drop back. Yeah, dude, it's a pretty 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 yeah. good. And then, <laughs> and if you, you got know, Bart's out, <laughs> yeah, he's got the haste. But even if he doesn't have haste, right? Like. Uh, you play this one drop and you put the six counters on him. That's it. All it cost you was tapping one of your backups, and there was not really a deck building cost. So then you're just yep. like, yeah, what are you going to do? Remove him? Like, uh, 3k damage? I'm, I'm coming out ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's a solid card. Uh, next up, I think, is also another solid card. It's a, it's a 2CP Dragoon. It's a new cane. Um, he is obviously Category 4, Job Dragoon. He's Lightning. Uh, 2CP. He's a 2CP 9k. Um, he has haste built in. Um, and he says, when Kane enters the field from your hand, place one brainwashing counter on him. So here you are with another uh, another unique counter. Um, and when Kane is put, put from the field into the break zone, if a brainwashing counter is placed on Kane, or sorry, if is placed on Kane, play Kane from your break zone onto your opponent's field. So he's so, if he yeah. comes, if you play him from hand, he gets a counter. When he goes from your field to the break zone, if he had that counter. He just goes right back to he just goes to your opponent's side, and he's got haste, and so yep. that can be pretty scary if your opponent can like break him and just get a hasty guy. Yep. Uh, but he's a true drop nine k with haste. So yes. Uh, I mean, you know, the brainwashing thing is like okay, I get it, I get it. All right, I played Final Fantasy IV, I get it. It was yeah. brainwashed. Do you get it? Yeah, I get it. Um, and I think we had there was like something I remember from the last time we were talking about this. Um. Where I was like, dude, this character, like the part of the game where he's brainwashed, is the shittiest part of the game. Stop making the, yeah. stop making the cards about the the cane that I can't play, dude. Yeah, this like, is like the second cane that's had like a super like brainwash downfall. We fucking get it. I hate that part of the game. I want the part where Kane's on my team, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like the very very beginning, or yeah. like the last couple chapters of the game i know, know dude I mean? like, he's the mcguffin dude i spent the whole game waiting to get that cool dragoon back on my team like yeah frustrating dude. Yeah, yeah yeah but anyway uh this cane is uh and you know this isn't i was gonna say ironically but it's not ironic at all it's very on purpose uh golbez yeah. just plays this dude right to the field very very yeah. easily and golbez is definitely gonna have uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more later but he's getting two i think a whole suite of new two drop archfiends and uh, the funny thing is that Kane doesn't color clash with any of the Archfiend colors. Yep. So it's just like another perfect Golbez target. 
Oh, and the other thing, and too, is... Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk about uh, almost all of those. Uh, but the thing to me with Kane is what makes him so good is he costs two. He's purple. Who? What other Dragoon loves purple two drops? Aranea. Oh, oh, Aranea. Aranea. So you're you're always going to discard this guy. Like, Just play Kane off Aranea. That's what I'm saying. Kane off Aranea. 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 He doesn't get the brainwashing counter, of course, which is why that's yep. important. Yeah. yeah, And you're going to swing through. He's a Dragoon for all of your Cherry Blossom effects that that deck does. Now, that deck Cherry Blossom's, like, on fucking demand. Um, like, you've got your own tree in the backyard. You can just Cherry Blossom when you want. But I think he's good. <laughs> I think he'll be, like, a one of, like, one or two of. I don't think you need to play the full play set. Um, but I, I would expect to see this card in some capacity in Dragoon decks. Yeah, and in Lightning decks, eating them two yeah, drops absolutely. In. Yeah, as long as you're playing Aranea, you're playing that guy, Kano Farmer. As long as you're playing Aranea, you play the Kano Farmer. Aranea, and never gets old. Um, and then the last one of that first crop was uh, our first dual element card. It's a heroic. Uh, by the way, Kane is a heroic, beautiful Amano art. Uh, this Onion Knight. Uh, it's a Fire Wind Onion Knight. Uh, job Onion Knight. He's unique. Uh, he's a four CP nine K. Again, Fire Wind. Um, his text is. When Onion Knight is put from the field into the break zone, you may play one card named Onion Knight from your hand onto the field. For er, I'm sorry, for Fire and Wind, remove three cards named Onion Knight in your break zone from the game. Choose up to three forwards. Deal them 9,000 damage. Oh, Chris, it doesn't say to split the damage among them. It just says to deal 9,000 damage to three forwards. There's 27,000 damage for removing three card named Onion Knight from my break zone? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, golly gee, Chris, does that have a tap next to it? It does not. It just has a red and a green. That seems pretty terrifying. Yep. And I think the card's neat. Um, I do think the only problem we're having here is... <laughs> yeah, name an onion knight and fire. Just, right. We're, we are... I mean, we've got that the one... The previous Legend Onion Knight really just plays with the, the Job Sage one. Mm -hmm. uh, that's in lightning and that's the only one that's been job sage by the way um you've got ones that have job ninja you've got the the light ones that are aren't they ninjas as well or are they also job onion i think knight? most of them aren't job onion knight. in fact being job onion knight doesn't seem like it helps us at all <laughs> no it doesn't and i yeah. feel like it just uh it's uh, definitely a two steps back kind of situation but here's the thing i think this card it, it's clearly a uh, not a build around card but a um what am I trying to say here? Like you're you're if you're building an onion light list, yes, this is a part of that. This is probably like to me, this looks like your finisher because okay. you're gonna play this guy, you're gonna nuke their board, and you're gonna go deep. Um Yeah, it's but a I big payoff, man. Yes, yeah, thank you. It's the payoff card. I don't know why I couldn't fucking. That's okay. That I'm out. here for you, dude. Thanks, man. But yeah, that's your payoff card, but there's not enough pieces to make the juice worth the squeeze on this one. Mm -hmm. it, I, I think it's a really fun card with some really fun abilities. We see a couple more Onion Knights in these colors. I think we'll be in business. Yeah, I think that uh, I would be surprised if one of the other dual element cards didn't mm -hmm. also support the same deck. I think that'd be really cool. I really, I would like the if that's the direction they want to take Fire Wind. I am okay with that because it goes back to what you were saying. That just opens up the gates more for that element to get away from. Like I don't always have to play. I don't know 
Fina, Marsh, Ritz, and say this Onion Knight thing ends up being a pretty viable mm-hmm. strategy. I mean, that's a tall order, obviously, being better than those type of cards. I mean, giving it that ability there, Chris, that's means true. that like the, that ability is worth the stretch that exists currently. So yeah. every piece they give it that makes it a little bit easier to do makes him better and better and better. And that ability is locked and loaded on any turn the moment he hits the hits the board. As long as you've got the red and the green up. And Not the even on your turn, the, dude. Yeah. yeah you, if you're locked and loaded, you could easily just like, like it, it's almost like it's almost like a Bahamut Zero type situation where it's like inevitability, Chris. Yeah, indeed, the inevitability of it. So fun card. I like that crop of cards that they uh, showed. Uh, by the way, um, the Leo and the Ununite are available in full art, and the Leo art I, we we can't say enough about it. It's really cool, like playing Very card cool. yeah. art, and I, I think we're going to see a couple more of those in this set, if I'm not mistaken. Um, That'd be sweet. And then the same thing for the Onion Knight. This is um these like Dissidia art cards, yep. right? Where all these come from. And there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of these. I think that eventually they'll all be used. All these like Dissidia card arts. Yep, absolutely. And then the um the next ones we got here. One, two, three, four, five, six. I can't remember if Sid Randall was a part of that or if Sid Randall was just its own uh, standalone thing. I think the Sid Randall came before the magazine cards. Yeah, I think he got spoiled all by himself, dude. Yeah, so we'll start with Sid Randall. So it's a new Sid Randall from Tactics Advance, Job Judge Master. Um, really cool ability, I think. Uh, if you control a card named Remedy, Sid Randall gains plus 2,000 power. Um, and his ability is opposing forwards entering the field will not trigger any auto abilities. This applies to their own abilities triggered by your opponent's forwards entering their field. Oh, it says their own abilities and abilities triggered by your opponent's yes. forward entering their field. Yeah, yes. so it just is making sure that it's like, hey, they don't get their enter ability, but also it doesn't, you know, do any auto abilities. It won't abilities trigger somebody else, which I think that's a really neat card. That's a nice little uh, prison type card for sure. I love that card. I think Gentiana needed like just any help. Like you just need to see yep. a little more play or needed some reason, something in ice that could like help you get to her or get her out. Um, yep. I think this is a really cool identity for ice to branch into when we're seeing discard is less effective because people are just like they just yep. finding cards everywhere, dude. They're pulling them out of their sleeves. They pull so them out. From, they, they, they reach across the table and they pull a card out from behind your ear. Like they just have cards, man. Oh, so what's that behind your ear? Yeah. Oh, it's a draw three. Yeah. What? Like that. like Ash is literally just sitting here, just plus one at the end of every turn. Like it's like yeah. the opposite of Scale Toad. Like we can't we can't have these uh this like be the only identity for Ice. So I think that this is really neat. Like uh, turning off the abilities, freezing out the abilities, really really cool. Absolutely. And um, one of, one of the things that I think will put this card in business is if we get a new remedy who's a backup. Because mm-hmm. if we could go mm. the old the old EX burst mute as a backup, search for the remedy backup, and then. You know, get Sid Randall out. You've got a you got an on curve body that's going to stop autos from triggering, like or for uh, autos from forwards. That mm-hmm. means not characters, just forwards. But still, that's a really nice prison piece. Um, I like I like the that, card like uh, that Ritz might find an identity outside of Marsh if these cards are going to yeah. work right. Where like Absolutely. if you have like the mute backup and said Randall or Remedy out and then you play Ritz and it's like, oh, well, Randall's out. So she has haste in the power. And then all of a sudden we're playing Wind Ice and, and when Ritz attacks and activates our things, that's good for like barrel eyes and things like that. So it's just like yep. uh, I can see that kind of coming together very easily if Sid Randall mm-hmm. has a little bit of support. But the Remedy, they think the Remedy as it exists now isn't good enough to make him no. good enough. But I mean, this is new uh, Ryoma Ito art, which uh, I can mm-hmm. never get enough of. And so I would yeah, be absolutely. shocked if there was not a matching remedy in the set. Yeah. Also another beautiful full art uh for this mm-hmm. one as well. 
Then uh, the next ones, uh, these cards got me really excited. Um, these were these came from, I guess, the the trading card game magazine that we yep. see every time that comes out. And we'll do, we'll go down the line here. We'll start with uh, actually we'll start with I think maybe the 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 most the weakest offering, but I still think it's a good card, and that's the new Delita. Mm-hmm. Um, I because I like this card. I like this card a lot, but I think it's the probably the plainest of the bunch. Um, so it's a two CP five K uh, Ice um, Earth. Uh, uh, pick uh, pick the logica and uh, tactics. Uh, so Delita, it's a when Delita enters the field, select one of the two following actions: uh, select one character you control and break it, or choose one character of, of cost two or less in your break zone and add it to your hand. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that he is just a better version of the three cost one for when you're like doing those weird cheeky things where you break things yourself except for Golbez because he's a dual element card so he yep. has that weird kind of cost thing associated with him um yep. he is a two cost earth card and there were a lot of things in the last set that cared about that namely galoof fenrir yep. things like that mm-hmm. um so that's kind of cool because he can like come in off of those and he's a cool neutral card for those because he gives you like a card back to your hand also um What's interesting is he's like a two cost who gives you a character of two or less back. So it's like, I wonder if there's going to be just some draw to this like weenie thing in Ice Earth. Because mm-hmm. right now, I don't really know what I'm doing with all like, you know, a lot of Ice and Earth like low cost cards, like two or one. Yeah, well, what I like about this card, it's a knight that could pretty much get you Beatrix back. Yeah, yeah, that's true. If, it's, you're, uh, if you're going in those weird, if you're doing some off the wall colors, which really multiple colors isn't as off the wall anymore, is it? used to be no because you know what one of his colors is the tiro color so you're you're basically yeah. in business absolutely and uh since we're talking about um you know we're talking about mixing ice and uh water here let's go to the next one we got another legend that was spoiled here uh celestia she's a 4cp 9k which seems to be i guess the fucking standard now um <laughs> job warrior which not in this color but it, sometimes it's a relevant uh job type category type zero which is also relevant um her, she, her ability says, the water characters you control cannot be broken by opposing summons or abilities that don't deal damage. Love it. I love it too. And when an ice character you control is chosen by your opponent's summons or abilities, choose up to one character, dole and freeze it. Very cool card, man. Uh, the fa- This card to me, like if just looking at it from a, a super simple face value, this card says, you're not breaking my Guido until you kill me. <laughs> Dude, other than it's, it doesn't even say other than itself, right? So it's not even yeah. until you kill me. It's, hey, here I am, a four drop 9K that can't be broken by anything that doesn't deal damage. And also when you choose me, uh, I get to double freeze a character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that card is very, very good. It's It's just one of those cards that, there's nothing overly busted about it, but like it hits the table and you're like, oh, the game, the, the game has changed. We're playing a very different game now. Yeah. I mean, just imagine like uh, when an ice character you control is chosen mm-hmm. by abilities, the water characters you control and it can do yeah. as a character. The language is vague in all the right places because she, yeah. is, she is loosey goosey, mm-hmm. dude. And I am here for it. That's right. She's the kind of gal you take home to mama. That's for damn sure. Um, I like that card a lot. I think that card is going to see a lot of play. Again, it's in the right colors for all the goofy shit you want to do. Like the fact that, again, like I said, this card uh, at, at, at the barest of bones says Guido can't be broken because you're not dealing damage to Guido. Yeah, exactly. But right? I, you can't break backups. Yeah, can't break yeah, the backups. I, 
and I think that's really, really powerful alone. I think I can't wait to see what people do with this card. I think this is going to be one of those neat little uh, anchor cards in a, a, a control prison type strategy. Because like, not only is your your autos not working with Sid Randall, you just can't kill my shit. Yeah. And I hope you can do over nine k. And you're going to need your like, you're going to need your fucking your your Kuchaspels, and you're going to need yeah. all of those pieces yeah. Yeah, just yeah. to get rid of this. Yeah, and and also like you know, uh, I'm gonna be doling out your backups every time, freezing yeah. your backups when you try and deal with my stuff. Like just so good. Yep, it's nuts. Really, really good card. Um, so the next card, it's another dual element card. Uh, just a rare. It's a wa- it's a water lightning. Uh, New Ramza, which they love to you know, it's just a character they love to put in these elements. Um, so Job Knight, of course, uh, category. Um. Sorry, I'm just Decidia so far. And Final Tactics. Okay. Thank you. I can't use words today. Uh, seven. He's a seven CP nine K, so a little pricey. Um, he says if you control five or more category uh, ta- uh, Final Fantasy Tactics characters, the cost required to cast Rams is reduced by three. So he becomes again the standard four CP nine K. And when Rams enters the field, choose two forwards opponent controls. Your opponent puts one of the forwards in one of the chosen forwards into the break zone, and then return the other one to the owner's hand. So. Neat card. I think it's a really neat card. I think having five or more category uh, tactics characters might be. I mean, obviously, it's insane <laughs> in title. There, there better be a lot of Final Fantasy tactics characters coming out in this set. Let me tell you, because yeah. when you want to play Final Fantasy tactics characters, Chris, you have to go back to Opus One. Yep. Um, yeah, Opus and, One through <laughs> Three, pretty much. It's like, uh, like literally, Zalbag, Dice Dark are. I mean, one of them is kind of playable because he breaks two drops. The other one is not playable at all. Uh, yep. He doesn't have any, like, like Agrius, yeah, but, like, okay, five or more, I mean, oh, Agrius, Ovelia, I've run out of characters that see yeah, play, Duke, and Ovelia is a stretch. Yeah, Duke Larg, like, it's getting That's hard, it. you know, it's just, it's, they, I am excited to see the Final Fantasy Tactics characters coming out, but maybe not, right, because this isn't a legend. Yep. This is a rare. a rare. And it has some pretty L-like text. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know hero like i mean this is a lot for a rare it, it says a lot absolutely yeah absolutely um so we'll see um it's uh you know competing for a name slot in a any water lightning deck for sure right i'm glad you said that because i feel like in those water lightning decks you're either playing the six cp ramza for one why why reduce it by three when i can reduce it down to one yeah right and or the ramza backup which people love to play off the Duke Lard just to accelerate their backup line. Like either one of those is fine. This guy's fighting in a crowded space. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if the tactics, if there's enough tactics cards to come out, like Della yeah. doesn't count. He's just in like two of the wrong colors. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, but if more of them come out, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. But it's definitely a cool card. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next card's actually really cool. It's a it's a new Doga. He's a, a hero. Another dual element card. He's an Earth Water. Dual element. So I believe this is our first Earth Water dual element that we're seeing. Uh, we have the art spoiled for one. Yes, but yeah. yeah so this, this is actually the first uh, Earth Water and Water Ice. Or this is uh first time for the oh maybe Wind Fire. No, we yeah. called. No, we no, didn't no, see no, that. no. Yeah. So so okay. all of them are new except for Ramza. Ramza. So okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, uh, fire second. Wind is a new combo. Ice Earth is a new combo. Water Ice is a new combo. And yep. Which is uh, Water awesome. Earth is a new combo here. That's awesome. So this Doga is a 6 CP 7K, uh, Job Magus, uh, Category 3. Uh, really neat text. I like this card a lot. He, for ev- so for every three summons in your break zone, Doga gains 1,000 power. 
When Doga enters the field, draw one card for each summon you discard to cast Doga. Pretty cool. When Doga, yep. When Doga attacks, when you have nine or more summons in your break zone, you may cast summons from your from your hand without paying the cost. So there's like three distinct di- things happening here. Um, he cares about filling your deck and your break zone with summons, dude. He he wants them. He has wants someone checked soon. on Digger? Is Digger okay after seeing this card? I'm sure he's very excited for this card, man. This is a this is like exactly what Minwoo is doing, uh, kind of you know, or what he wants to do. But it seems like mm-hmm. it's just cooler, right? Like, yeah, higher potential payoff. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. restricted to the like the cost of the summon, um, or the element of the summon. Yeah, but I mean, boy, howdy, is this going to be tough to do, huh? Yeah, this is uh. Man, when he attacks, if you have nine summons in your break zone, you can cast one from your hand. Dude, which ones do you have left? How many yeah, summons are you should playing? All be in there. How many are you playing, bro? Uh, like, nine is like a high end for what a lot of people play on summons, you know? Yep. Um, uh, and personally, I'm a summon heavy guy, so I've played like 11, 12 summons. Yeah, but even lists, then, it's like. Man, what's find left? me a game what's where left? you're going to see all... John, I don't think there's ever a game where anybody... If they're running 12 summons, I don't think there's a game where everybody sees all 12 summons. Yeah, unless you see your whole deck, you know? like yeah, Exactly. Yeah. So, but, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, what I really like is the second... The first and the second ability are pretty cool. Yes, that's what's important to me. Mm-hmm. So, what I, where I was going with this is... I. You want to discard summons to play him because he's just going to refill your hand. And the reason that's important, John, we've all had that game where if we're we're playing summons, you get those in your opening hand or you mulligan them away and you draw the rest of your summons. Yeah, I mean, he certainly helps you play the kind of deck he demands to be played in, which is absolutely. And what I also like is he's in the same element with Kryle. Um, Kryle's okay with you having summons in the break zone. Because Kryle is just another piece that's going to allow you to cast those. Yeah, you um, don't want to remove them, though. Right. Uh, but, but you don't care so much about, like, if you get the, the nine or more, If I, I don't even look at that. Like, cause I think yeah, that's yeah just I agree. Too I agree. Much. <laughs> just the, the, the first couple lines is what I look at. Because you can I always agree. attack with Doga, and now you're threatening, like, a big body. Or am I going to have a combat trick with these summons in my break zone mm-hmm. because of Kryle? I mean, you can literally um, also, discard, like, like when they block Doga, you're like, oh, cool, and I'll discard this to play this, and oh, look Yeah, at I'll that. discard this summon to Carbuncle. <laughs> and oh boy, what if you look at that, he's big. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think he's a neat card. Um, I don't know what kind of deck he goes in, but I think, in like normal, maybe Earth Waterless, I wouldn't even, I, I, don't, I don't hate like one, just because if you are in that situation, it's a very niche situation. But there's that situation where you're like, well, I've got all these summons and I don't want to discard them. Oh, I can play Doga, discard them. And it basically like filter your hand. Yes, and I'm okay with that. And more than likely you're playing Kryle in that same list again. So you don't feel bad about, oh man, this this is my only Miss Dragon. I have to keep this, but my hand is shit. I'll pitch it to play Doga. Oh, I drew a card. Cool. There's the, the next best card I need. Mm-hmm. You know? So I like him. I like him. We'll see where he goes. But I agree with you. I think there's... To, to really maximize this guy, you're gonna have to do a lot. Uh, the art, though, man. Woo! Oh, ooh, boy, that is that is that just screams Final Fantasy. It's another answer. Matsuda uh, yep. art, and it is gorgeous, dude. I love how his staff is glowing so much; that it's like poking through his hands, dude. He is. Yeah, like... I think that's gonna be a beautiful because it's also a full art. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And now the next card, uh, God oh. damn it, they, they, they don't stop. They don't stop, John. We got another 3CP Wind Crystal Chronicles backup. Uh, we have Stiltskin. <laughs> That's right. He's a 3CP Crystal Chronicles backup, Job Moogle, and he does some relatively relevant stuff, sir. So when Stiltskin enters the field, you may search for one forward of cost one or a monster of cost one and add it to your hand. Yeah, dude. He, he lets you get all up in there and just find uh the, the combo piece for Bart's right uh yeah. he lets you find leo he lets you find yeah. it's just um let uh, you find Layak. he lets let you, you find, find fucking, uh, yeah cards good this this is and the fact that it's crystal chronicles like they why do they keep printing more you've got norstalin you've already got like a great utility suite of turn 3 backups like now they're just giving them more tools now granted on the flip side there you know, what do you get for the category that has everything already? <laughs> I, I feel like it's so hard. Now, like, the hardest part about playing with those backups, John, is figuring out which ones do you not play. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. But he, he uh, he's just another little piece for, like, those those certain styles of FFCC list. Yep. I look think at that, fucking, look at his he little knows. smile. He knows. He knows. He knows. He's got that bib, dude. He's ready to peg out on some. <laughs> he's ready, dude. He's got the map. You see that on his back, dude? He oh, has I got the it. map to the victory. The fucking dude. road to victory. He knows, exactly. he knows exactly where he's going. All right. That's right. <laughs> this card is just going to be good, man. Uh, it's just, it's. there's no other way about it, dude. It's a tutor in a hyper relevant category that tutors for things that, are like, we don't have yeah. a one cost tutor yet, right? So yeah, it's very and cool. we it literally tutors for the Earth Legend in the set that we just <laughs> yeah. talked about. Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, that's a mistake, right? They're from the same game. Uh, yeah, like Stiltskin's literally in the art, or like oh, there's a Moogle in the art. Rather, maybe it's not him, mm -hmm. but you know. Yeah, for absolutely. Leo. Yeah, card's good. Card's just going to be good. It's just a uh, it, it strikes it checks all the right boxes. Even Job Moogle's relevant. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's just every box is relevant. Yeah, it's a good card. Speaking of good cards. Um, yeah, I think this is the, to me, this is the best card that was spoiled in this crop. Um, it's a new Rubicon, which is, uh, boy, that's a that's a tall order, isn't it? Because the other two versions of this guy fucking blow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've got a new uh, Rubicon. He's a 2CP 5K Archfiend, uh, Category 4. Mm -hmm. So his text is, when Rubicon is put from the field into the break zone, choose one forward opponent controls, Deal it damage equal to Rubicon's power. And at damage three, he just gains 3,000 power. So at damage three, he's a 2CP 8K. When he dies, he's blasting something in the ass for 8K. I mean, chances are he probably blocked too. So it's like yeah. you know, your opponent has to kind of navigate around this guy being a, a two for one. He is yeah, talk uh, about like a great like Phoenix target. I was just cool. about to say he's an excellent Phoenix target, uh, a really cool Carbuckle target, and yep. uh, a Golbez target. Yep, and more than more ways than one, by the way. Uh, in, in like three separate types of gold bands. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all three. And I, think, and I think talking about this card because I think this card is excellent. But uh, the the first card of the week was spoiled last week, and it's the uh, the wind lightning legend which i was expecting it to be lightning we were wrong it is fucking gold bands. and let's uh john let's read this fucking hoss please he's dude. a uh, 5cp 9k uh job warlock uh i don't know what lov is i don't know what uh, legends is. of vermilion sounds great legends of vermilion and category four goldburst uh goldbez he's an ex oh goldburst he's an ex burst all right so when goldbez enters the field 
you may search for one card of cost two and add it to your hand. That's his X-Burst. Um, at damage six, when Golbez enters the field, you may search for up to three cards of cost two and add them to your hand. Then, then John, you may play any number of Job Archfiend from your hand onto the field. That doesn't say forward. That doesn't say backup. It just says Job Archfiend. Play it onto the field. Uh, as I'm looking at this card, I, it's actually Lord of Vermilion. I just have to say real quick, it literally says this oh. on the bottom. I'm like, Legend of Vermilion. No, oh, Lord of Lord Vermilion. Of Ver- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just thought that. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, wow. What a cool card. And this is, man, this is the juice that Wind Lightning was looking for, man. Woo. Boy, howdy. The fact, this guy is like a reverse, he's like a reverse Gabrant, in a sense, searching for a card of cost two. Summon, backup, forward. Doesn't fucking matter. Monster. It's a character, of a card of cost two. It's whatever you want. The world is your clam, John. But then at like damage six, he's gonna let you he's gonna let you search for four things at damage six. Four cards of cost two. And then if you've got Archfiends in the grip, just slam them on the table. Not they don't have to cost two. You can drop Barbaricia. You can drop the fucking any of the Scarmaglios, you can drop, if you want to play one of the old Rubicons, you can, but you can drop a Cognazzo. Yeah. Whatever the fuck you want at whatever cost. It's really, really crazy that it's not Archfiends of cost two. That yeah. you just search for three cost two cards and then play the Archfiends. So, like we said, um, earlier I said that the Archfiends were all going to be two cost. I mean, maybe they're not, right? Uh, but, like, maybe there's just three of them that are. So it's like, oh, Kane, Rubicon, and somebody. And then, yep. like, there's synergy with the other ones in some kind of way. Uh, the barb is going to be really, really important because uh, yep. a it's competing for a really good spot, but also it's in the element. So yep. uh, we'll see. But yeah, yeah there's no the, the worst part about it is Chris. It's a damage six ability, and we know yep. how tricky those damage six abilities can be. I mean, how often do you really see yep. Arnea uh, pop off on damage six? You know, it's it Very happens. It happens. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think this card is really, really good, and it checks a lot of boxes. I feel like it's going to be one of those legends that's like a playset legend, just because of its ex burst, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a relatively ex burst that's going to get you at its at its worst. It's going to get you a backup. It's going to get you a turn one backup. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that, that getting a two cost backup never. Or happened. not just that, John. He also says search for Valifor. Yeah, just card of cost two, man. It, yeah. It's it is really cool how open that is yeah there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of implications there so i think that card's nuts i think that one rubicante are like the two i think uh and even even kane to an extent but uh rubicant and uh golbez and even celestia like these are good cards like these are the these are the standout cards stiltskin's just generically good the rest of them i think are a little bit more niche but man opus 13's already shaping up to be a really really solid set oh chris i didn't even i didn't even realize this there was art spoiled for remedy uh ryoma ito sketch oh really yeah so she's looking gorgeous dude oh love it i love Uh, it all that art is gorgeous and also a chime uh, in the same uh, style as leo as a queen card oh that's really cool but just the art i see for these yeah um i'm on our our old friend tcg.org for my spoilers oh nice They've got the the art spoiled down there. There's a couple oh, other yeah, yeah, yeah. Opus thirteen uh, spoiled arts too that we haven't seen yet. Uh, like the yeah, dual absolutely. the dual element Laswell. Yep. Fire Very eyes. curious about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dual element lightning. 
Mm-hmm. The, uh, and then that I'm very that curious. Water Earth girl. And I don't even know what the light card is. It's from Final Fantasy fourteen. That's all I know. Uh, yeah. So there's two, or yeah, there's two different light cards, right? The one on the left is um, yep. Innocence, and then the one on okay. the right is uh, she's going to be called Oracle of Light, probably. Okay. Good. 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 Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. There's a lot happening here, and I'm really excited about it. Um, and again, beautiful, beautiful artwork on a lot of these full arts. But that's it, it for that's it for the spoilers, Chris. Which means we're caught up. Which means it brings us to now. Yeah. So, John, we are we are here in the blackjack. Let us get let's get anchors up and get up to cruising altitude, my man. We are in the blackjack, Chris. And do you know you know what there are in blackjack in the blackjack? You know what there is, right? Sorry, you know what there are in blackjacks. <laughs> you know what there is in the blackjack. You know what there is. You're like that guy from that bowling celebration. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> You know what there is in the Black Jagger Casino, Chris. That's right. Games and games and games. Games and games. You know what casinos are full of, dude. Games and booze. You know what they're not full of? Clocks and exits. And they money. Have either of those. Yeah. And money. Yes. <laughs> the only exit in the Black Jagger is up. <laughs> That's right. Or a <laughs> or, long... Or down. Yeah. Or just dead. It's dead. <laughs> the only exit on the Black Jagger is dead. <laughs> We're, yes, that's right. And we're going up and we're telling you why. Um, we kind of touched on this a little bit in the beginning that, you know, for the most part, there's not a whole lot happening for Final Fantasy TCG. And I don't mean that like in a negative light. We we don't expect any events to be happening anytime soon, any in-person events. It's still going to be very much in the same online space it's going to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, not to And to avoid the whole setting, sounding like a sad boy, um, there's just not enough for us to cover in a podcast. Other than like spoilers and stuff, like when when the information comes out, we have that to cover. Yeah. But we miss doing this, we and just that's kind talk. of we used to have all this yeah. stuff to talk about. <laughs> right. And we don't have the like you know we're just eating potatoes now. We don't have meat anymore. So, but one of the things that we had talked about, John, just kind of in passing about doing like some maybe something a little bit broader. We even kind of joked about it when a uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses came out, like doing a, the Three Houses cast. <laughs> I but, should put that on the Patreon. I have that. That's on a private oh, link man. on on our SoundCloud. <laughs> the uh, uh-huh. Together We Ride, the totally real joke, real joke podcast. Dude, yeah. you should totally put that out there for the. For I the will. Patties. I'll give that. I'll give that to the people. I love it. I love it. But we wanted to talk about, you know, just games video games, board games, other card games, because there's a lot, there's a lot of hobbies that people during this time have just really used to scratch their either their competitive itch or just the itch to keep to keep them fucking sane. You know, we're approaching a year in quarantine, John. So mm-hmm. people have dabbled into different things. And I think we can talk about that stuff because there's still so much there's so much out there, John, and we want to talk about it and we don't want to. We don't want to abandon the people. We don't want to abandon FFTCG. We're not going to. So here we are. This is this is the yeah. pivot we're taking. I mean, this here, is... here's the option, right? The option is uh, stop recording casts frequently for you guys, which has been the last few months, and I don't think any of you have enjoyed that. I haven't enjoyed that. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, haven't or either. you know, talk a little bit uh, FFTCG, and then a little bit something else. You know, main topics maybe branching out into other things. Uh, yeah. and we, uh, like you said, you know, we've talked about, um, just wanting to do casts for other things before, but we would never want to do it at the expense of the RBA returners podcast. You know, it, when, when random people on the train tell you that you're born to do a podcast together, you just have to, you have to do yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
and we we want to keep that dream alive. So really, what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about is to to kind of we're gonna broad stroke this first episode, and then next week we're gonna zero in on like a particular game, a particular board game, card game, style of video game, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we want to talk about here is something that actually really much really relates to Final Fantasy trading card game, and we're talking about our stance on games, and this is also what prompted this. Um, because we talked about, you know, you, John, you're a competitive gamer. You I'm know, competitive, you, dude. You, yeah, for sure. You are. You're a competitive guy. Um, I like card games competitively. However, like video games, board games, those are casual things for me. Like video games is how I escape from everybody and everything. I want to throw myself into a world and the world could be burning down around me. I don't care as long as I'm collecting my coins, getting my high score, and I'm doing that like on my own. Nobody else involved. Um, I like co-op games from time to time, but I prefer video games to be my escape. Um, same thing with board games. Board games for me are just like, they're, they're like the social gathering. That's like, okay, we got beer and pizza and pretzels. Let's fucking roll these dice and move these game pieces or, you know, slap hands on the thing. What, what, is, what do they play on Rick and Morty? Fucking, uh... <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know the <laughs> Dude, I just want look. I I uh, I want to play for fun with the boys, but I want to win. Yeah, and that's fair. And um, <laughs> you you would even said that there's like you're like I don't have I don't know what casual is. Oh um, yeah, for for like card games and stuff, dude. I can't like any people are like, oh, let's play the fun format. I'm like, yeah, I know the fun format is called constructed, <laughs> standard yeah, constructed. Called, yes, exactly. <laughs> the the fun format is me pushing myself to my limits. They're like, no, but that's not what I mean by fun. It's like fun subjective, and it's like, okay, yeah, we're we're already down to a completely different thing, you know. Exactly. But, yeah, it's um, I I'm the min max guy, Chris. I I want to mm-hmm. know what like the best thing is. I I've got the notebook out, and I'm like, yep. I'm planning out all my stuff. You know, I'm trying to. Mm-hmm to to do like oh the best you know to to improve my skills not just like a walk through the park kind of thing uh every once in a while i I play a game that way like that's very much what um the remake was for me but that's just because the the remake wound up agitating me more than hooking me uh and most final fantasy games i go back and i'm i'm deep you know i'm I'm side questing it out i'm getting everything done i'm I'm like i said i'm I'm getting these characters to for absolutely no reason level 99 you know it's just like um i i just enjoy that's that's when the game's complete for me like 100 percent. that's put it in the box and move on that's not how it is dude i get it and and i'm not and and that's one of the things i kind of learned from i kind of learned that from my wife she's a She'll, we'll sit there and we'll be playing games and like I would be very competitive about it and like my friends would be very competitive like we're playing uh like Mario Kart or something something that ha- or like Smash Brothers something that has a <laughs> oh yeah dude something. it's only always on for me in Mario yeah, Kart right. no, I don't know how to like let someone win and like, <laughs> to, like my pop wife the break. Like, she she she's good at these games and she likes playing them but there was a point where I mean we're all again we're all hanging out at cruising altitude here. She finds herself and quickly because there's so much happening on the screen, she doesn't realize for almost a lap that she's going the wrong way. But she's like, I'm having the most fun. It doesn't matter. It's like I'm driving and a it, car in this like yeah, fantasy like I'm world. Dri- I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm driving my car. What else can I ask for? Yeah, and dude. Like, I, I don't know. I'm like I'm like, what place am I in? Oh my god, dude. How, what, what can I do? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm on the second lap, I can probably get back into first. Every good, this is literally a thought that crosses my mind every single time I need to come back in Mario Kart. Like, okay, every good comeback starts with ten coins. Like, make sure I have ten coins, then get this item, get that. Like, you know, it's so systematic. It's literally 
calculated. Turbo boost, hit the corner <laughs> of this mushroom to get to the the secret, the shortcut. Yeah, dude. But I'm just like, okay, I have to. Very first thing I have to do, I have to get ten coins. Meanwhile, I've probably never looked at how many coins she has. It's just like, oh, a coin, you know? Yeah, like, ooh, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> I like that sound. That means I'm doing stuff. Yeah, it's uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that I think both types of players have to exist, right? And games have to exist yes. for both types of players. And I think yeah. the the best games uh give like enough depth for the competitive player to kind of scratch that itch on their own while other people can like get by fine just enjoying yes. the game mario kart's a great game for something like that because it's not like if mario kart was only mechanics mm-hmm. right then sure it would be like a competitive type thing but there's like whimsical items and stuff like that you know like it's uh yeah. like you could just get blue shelled and that's it you're not at first anymore it doesn't matter how good you were kind of thing so yeah. i i think that uh you know like heavy rubber band mechanics and things like that can make those games uh, enjoyable for groups. And Nintendo always does a very good yeah. job at that. And I mean, personally, my favorite pl- way to play Mario Kart, John, we actually play Birio Kart. Yeah, yeah, drinking and driving, dude. Oh, you, you can't do that. If you want to take a sip, you got to pull over. Oh, yeah, over. you have to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got to pull over. I, I, that's that's the To me, that's my preferred method. <laughs> Maybe I'm just an alcoholic, but that's my preferred <laughs> method. And there's just, there's nothing but fun to be had there. Uh, whether you win or lose, it's how you drink the beer. That's what's really important there. <laughs> that's right, that's right. It's a good time. But, yeah, like, and that's and that's just kind of my stance on video games, board games. Like we said, John, uh, you were you were you were telling me about this great experience you were having with this Expanse board game, um, and I'm sure it got pretty heated. You were probably looking to manage your resources and just, and just really outplay everybody around you, dude. I'll tell you what, uh, I could tell like three. Uh, I don't want to even say turns, but like like four like full player rotations from the end of the game. I could tell there's not a way for me to win, and mm-hmm. I I'm just frustrated. Like I, I am like, I have already lost. I just want to concede. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not mm-hmm. like whereas other people are like, oh man, I'll put a thing here, I'll put a thing there, and then at the end of the game, it's like a total surprise if they won or lost, or like they're not so. They, oh, well, it looks like I got second. I, I'm like, dude, I wanted to run it back. I was yeah. not happy that that Frank beat me as bad as he beat me. Man, man, oh man, <laughs> that's how I get with board games. Like, and uh, sometimes like, but I don't know. My 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 favorite board game. My favorite board game moment was me and uh, my wife were playing. We were playing uh, Star Wars Rebellion. It's a two-player board game. It's a super long, very drawn-out board game. I've heard a lot of good stuff about that, though. It's really, really good. And she was the Empire. I was the Rebellion. And when I say the game lasted four hours, the game was – she. my wife hates in-depth board games like this. She likes, I want the game to tell me how to play it, like trouble. I pop the bubble, I move my piece, what happens? Candyland, dude. Bubble. Draw a card, yes, move a guy, that's, done. That's how my wife is with board games. Draw a card, move a guy. But I've gotten her to play D&D, which is nice. And she takes that, like, more serious than I thought she would, which is awesome. <clears throat> but, but, like, so we were playing this game, and I could tell, like, she was really losing interest. But she was building up this massive fleet. She was, she couldn't find my base. And we're coming down the home stretch because we're going to leave to go to the movies. And it's down to, like, my, my base is at one of two places. So we play the last turn, and she, she guesses wrong. And I tell her where my base was, and she goes, I fucking knew it. <laughs> like, like, she was like, God damn it. That's where I was. That was, like, my second guess. But... I didn't choose that because I thought you were like, she like went in. I was like, babe, are you okay? Like, like I was not expecting <laughs> that. Like you found the, the, the competitive edge. I think that I, there's, yeah. there's always something where you realize like, where you're like, man, I understand how this works. Like mm-hmm. I want to beat people at it. 
<laughs> you yes. know? Uh, and, and I think that, like, uh, Final Fantasy, as, like, some card games, they definitely scratch that itch for you. So mm-hmm. I wish that I could maybe compartmentalize a little more and, like, separate mm-hmm. those things out and not always be so, like, on. But I think that us having those uh, those dual the dichotomy between what we enjoy and how we approach things just kind of gives us a, a lot to talk about. Well, and that's what's going to make this... Uh this iteration of the next uh, uh pretty much the podcast until the, the remake the, the remake yes <laughs> yes rvar is what we're calling this rvar remake rvarr ravar whatever <laughs> we want to call it it's the pirate version <laughs> yes got the crown save the town and mr krabs here we go but um but yeah and i think that's important because i'm with you john with card games though card games is all business um, other than like Commander, because I treat Commander and Magic like a board game. I hate competitive EDH because like you can just get outclassed so quickly. Like if your opponent's like, oh, I got my soul ring and all my pieces. I think I just win here on turn two. I'm like, well, fuck that. That's not fun. Um, but like if you're playing like four player, and even if you're playing like a super powerful deck, if you've got three other people with you, it can kind of mitigate those nutty turns. And I like seeing high level Commander, but to me, it's not competitive. It's we're having a board game. We're politicking. Like we're manipulating the rules of the game by having interactions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. Hey, you've got that really powerful board wipe. Hey man, don't play that yet. Let me do my thing. And I got something that can help you. You know, you do shit like that. You yeah. play the politic game. So you're not really playing a competitive, you're playing, I guess you're playing a competitive game depending on how you look at it. But you're not playing like the card game in like its truest competitive. Form. Yeah. So, so to me, uh, the boss deck is the mm-hmm. example of that. That I yes. would play. I... I would play the boss deck against people, and I would play mm-hmm. against the boss deck, and that's like the most casual I will ever be. At, mm-hmm. You know. But when we're playing with the real cards, like oh yeah, you know, because those are very clearly not real cards, right? There, it's like yep. a Final Fantasy TCG based board yep. game they're silver they're silver bordered they have specific effects that are only for boss. yes and it's a yeah. it's like a contained board game style product yeah um absolutely so for those i'm like oh yeah i would do that but that's i would never be like yo let's go into a tournament mm-hmm. for uh for boss fight like let's go try and be the best boss fight players like no nah, that's not <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not real. I wanna, it's Fugazi. It's it's not in real. In fact, at a, at a tournament, at a at a Final Fantasy trading card game tournament, John, my goal is to not play side events because I want to keep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I want to keep playing facts. in the main tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh wow, I bet boss fight was fun. Glad I didn't have to play it because I'm, you know, in top eight, top four, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, title was like the hey, there's a way I can like cut my losses and still win a prize. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, it's just you know not everything has to be that way. I get it. It's just how I am. I'm hardwired. Yeah, and, and Adam Lane is the exact same way. And we the conversation you and I are having is one that me and him have had. Um, and he he actually chalks up his competitive, constant competitiveness to fighting games. He said fighting games changed him as a person. He always looks for the most like he wants to download. He wants to know everything there is to know how to be the best at this particular thing and if he's not he'll beat himself up until he gets there um and i'll tell you that's what makes you good man Uh, it is it is what makes you good um yeah and he has the mindset for that kind of stuff um 
Just how I am with but, things, man. I, I wonder if maybe it goes back to like you know I, I practice. I did a lot of like instruments. I was a you know, you know I, I was a I am a musician. <laughs> Are you having like uh, a whiplash kind of a uh, moment here? Well, what? Are you having like a whiplash kind of moment here? No, no. I'm just saying that uh, that like you know for that kind of thing, it's all practice. It's like mm-hmm. I just have to. Hey, do I want to know how to do this? Well, you can only get better. It's very clear when you're getting better. <laughs> how much better you're getting it's very clear how much better you still have to go or you know how much you have to work on Mm -hmm. and um and it's just drills it's just deliberate practice and work and so when i look at like oh i want to be better at the final fantasy trading card game dude i'm like all right what's the equivalent of like practice like running this thing over and over again like these like this is what i'm used to doing to get better at something it's like how i learned to get better at things so um that's just the the way i go that's how i approach it i want to like I want to break it down into little parts and practice those parts over and over and over again until, mm-hmm. you know, they work right every time. And, and, Absolutely. um, I talk to people, this is a big divide for me with other people who play like MMORPGs. Um, mm-hmm. like they want to do, like, you know, you know, if I say world of Warcraft, probably one of the first words that comes to mind is like raid, right? Like raiding, uh, dude, I haven't done a raid in three expansions. Like, I just don't care. I don't want to mm-hmm. fight the the like program i don't want to do pve i want to fight other people i want to fight another dude behind his keyboard and i want to make him sad that's what i want to do (laughs) i want to beat that guy right yeah i want to beat that guy and i want him to know i beat him you know Mm -hmm. and i want to beat another guy who's trying to beat me Mm -hmm. you know like not something i'm supposed to beat does that make sense you like the thrill of the you like the thrill of competition you like yeah and you you don't want to you you want somebody because at the end of the day i i agree with you to an extent because like human like a a program is going to be programmed to do what it's going to do there's no emotion behind it there's no you can't read an ai right i mean they can be hard you know it's not like demon souls and stuff aren't extremely complex and tough games but a person like I, I i as weird as it sounds uh the movie uh searching for bobby fisher lawrence fishburne says uh says something to face like you're, you're you're playing me you know you're you know, look at me don't look at the board he's talking about like you're not playing chess you're playing me yeah you know what exactly I mean? exactly like, and, that, and that's how i look at card games it's like you're not playing this waft deck you're not playing that you're playing against me you're playing it's my tendencies my my tells my poker face whatever my sequencing you're playing against me mm-hmm. and i think that's such an important distinction in competitive gaming yeah i mean and that's what i like about it right? i want to play yeah. against you i I don't like like when i beat the raid it's like oh good i did like i was good enough you know what i mean like like these guys designed this for me to be able to beat it (laughs) you know whereas like another person dude uh it's supposed to be you know just whoever's better Mm -hmm. um but at the same time man i love final fantasy 14 and pvp in final fantasy 14 is garbage i do not play pvp at all in final fantasy 14 that game uh actually i enjoy the pve because it ends up feeling just like a you know it's a really long final fantasy game those final fantasy games have always there's no pvp in any final fantasy game besides you know 14 and kind of technically 11 um but they have you know these grand stories that they're all about the experience but even in those you know and especially in the mmos uh, I still want like oh the best thing like the best armor oh I, do i have to do this really long like 8 hour side quest to get the best weapon like i'm doing it that's what I got to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's time to, all right. It's like, I just have to do it. Like, let's start doing it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... absolutely. And I, and I think there's, I, I like, I like watching. Now don't get it twisted though. Even though I play video games, you know, casually, I like watching certain things be played competitively. 
Oh yeah, I mean, hey, and I enjoy watching people who I like, like personalities I like, yeah, play absolutely. things casually, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, but that's what I think is so cool about Twitch is like I can spectate that other side of the coin, um, and I don't have to like, like I can I can experience that and enjoy that, and like you can experience competitive play and enjoy competitive play and not have to take it so seriously, right? And because I. Even though I'll do something casually, I still want to understand the competitive side of it so I can get the most enjoyment out of watching it. Like if I'm watching if I'm watching a, a fighting game tournament at Evo, I want to know why they're picking this character and why, you know, I want to know the frame data of these moves so I can be like, okay, well, he threw that out there. That's all. That's going to be a huge punish. He blocked that or he whipped that. He's, he's open for anything. You know what I mean? Like I like understanding yeah. that stuff mm-hmm. just so I can watch it, but I don't care to put it into practice. Yeah, I, I would say that the most casual I get is like, or when I enjoy a casual game is when I just know like that the amount of work I would have to put in to be competitive at it is like such an extent that I decide up front I'm not going to do it, kind of thing. Yes. But like the funny thing is, I still like I have that mental conversation with myself, right? It's like, hey, are we going to play Street Fighter Five? And the answer is, mm-hmm. whenever Rich messages me that he would like to play Street Fighter Five, I will yep. play Street Fighter Five. I'm never going to practice. He's like, you can get mm-hmm. better. Like, I'm. It's just not going to happen, man. I'm. I'm not going <laughs> to stop. Great, I'm not going to stop doing all the other stuff I'm doing because that's mm-hmm. how much time I would have to put into it for me. Yep. Like, I can't just do it once a week. If I'm mm-hmm. going to do it, I stop doing everything else and I do it. You know, yeah. like I, I can't be like dipping into a couple different things. And so I know that I don't have that kind of time to dedicate to it. So I know yep. that like, when am I going to play it? Like whenever you ask me to play it, man, because I like to hang out with my friends. Like that's a little yep. different, right? That's me like, uh, and I guess this is kind of the same thing. Right? It's like me using the game as just a way to hang out with friends. But yep. I say that knowing full well that oftentimes, even when I do that, I get very competitive about yeah. it. Like, like, I need to know I got losing. Yeah, board games and stuff especially, dude. I, I want to, like... Uh, wow, I feel like if I played for, like, however long and lost, I wasted time. Which is, no, like, that's, that's, fair. that's not a good way to feel. Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, you mm-hmm. played a game. You just enjoyed doing this thing. Were you not having fun while you were doing it? Like, yeah, sure I was. But, like, like I could have <laughs> done it better. I could have done it better. <laughs> dude, I've had those moments. I did it wrong. Like, I, and here's the thing. You think about that shit on the drive home. And you're like, you hit the steering wheel. God damn it. Why did I do that? I sh- if I if I'd have done that, I totally would have won. I'm you know, like, dude, I can't believe like I can't believe that I spent so much time putting spreading influence in the belt just because that's where it started my stupid ships when what I really should have done is I should have used actions to move my fleets right away and I could have just capitalized on the outer planets like Jupiter and Saturn who had a lot of food and water and also my guys are named the friggin' Outer Planet Alliance so why the hell am I even in the belt anyway? I really should be on the outer planets and meanwhile I let the UN guy just have Earth the whole time and he just pops off and he gets so many friggin' points there's nothing I can do. What was I doing? Yeah, I should be out in the outer planets alliancing. Dude, yeah. I was like, in the middle of the game, I go, my people are called the fucking Belt Alliance, dude. What? Why don't I, why is my, like, base in the asteroid, dude? Why can't I be on the outer planets? What's going God, on dude. here? Meanwhile, you've got all this water. But, like, and, and you could tell that I made none of that up because I was very passionate. Because that's what I was thinking last Thursday. I was mad. Or Saturday or whatever it was. <laughs> Dude, it's um, 
it gets me in a lot of trouble with the Harry Potter game that I've been working on a lot. And, and anybody who is like subbed or follows the Twitch knows this <laughs> at this point, because uh, while it was a little bit of a meme for me to mention it for a while, and now I'm just running tournaments for them the same way I do for Final Fantasy. So like mm-hmm. people see me go live and they're like, what the fuck is this, dude? <laughs> what is this? That's not Final uh, Fantasy. It's not, man. But you know what? It's a game that hasn't had any, like it's had one tournament a year since, you know, for like the last like four or five mm-hmm. years or so. And that's it. Same with a lot of dead card games. And usually that, yeah. that venue is Gen Con. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. So letting people, like, who want to play, like, people would just message, like, does anyone want to play? And then no one responds to the Discord. You know, the same reason we did this stuff for Final Fantasy. When you create a spot and tell everybody to show up at a certain time, like, all the awkward solo people just come out of the woodwork yeah. and will play. So uh, I'm not calling everybody who plays them a game. An awkward... I'm an awkward solo person. Yeah, exactly. It's LGS. Uh, I don't mean yep. that in a mean way to anybody. But it's just like. But you just. Yeah, yeah. If you tell people, be here at six to play this game, that person who is up at 2 a.m. or the person who's there at noon or the person, like they all know, oh, well, shit, at 6 p.m., we can all show up here and we can play. That's, that's what you mean by awkward solo. Yeah, exactly. It's just like um, you, you give people like a consistent time and place and they show up and then you create a pattern and then people, you know, they part the, make it part of their routine. Um, so, yeah, we've been doing a lot of that, and I'll tell you what, man, uh, when my group came to that game, I mean, you have me, who's from the super competitive side in Final Fantasy, you mm-hmm. have, like, my other friends who are, like, extremely competitive Pokemon players who've been, like, competing and winning in this game since, like, the game came out. Like, literally never mm-hmm. stopped. Like, I certainly wasn't. I only started tuning into it um, after I got out of high school. But, um... These people are looking for the competitive angle only. So we're having a mm-hmm. blast developing the competitive side of this game but for a game that's 20 years old there's a very large casual crowd and a lot of them are not so keen on us developing the uh the competitive side of the game you know so it's uh mm-hmm. I- i'm struggling with the like trying not to uh do too much of the competitive yeah. stuff that i ruin the casual experience for people uh, so that's just me being more aware of like me being the competitive guy, like like us even talking about this is just like oh identifying <laughs> that like I'm the competitive dude and like I need to check myself in some of those situations, you know. And that's what's so neat about dead card games, which clearly have taken off during this time. Dead card games are like they're they're almost as popular as the games were when they were in print. Um, and I think a lot of that, and a lot of that stuff is IP based. So you're going to naturally attract a casual crowd. Like, oh, hey, there's this old Harry Potter card game. And I mean, obviously, yeah, initially, I mean, you're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can pick up these cards for me and my roommate, me and my wife, me and my whoever, and we can have a game to play while we're locked in. Um, you know, it is one hundred. It is one hundred percent that you're absolutely yes. right. And I just don't see it from that angle because I'm not uh-huh. like with my significant other looking for a fun Harry Potter IP thing that happens to cross like like oh he's way too into TCGs and she'll never touch a card game. So the Harry Potter TCG is the perfect blend. Me no dude. I'm like, well, I want to be able to draft Quidditch Cup for the rest of my life, so I guess I need to buy five cases. Yep. Like yep. <laughs> we are different animals. Yeah, and, and you know, um it's like like you said, we definitely get more people who probably are like, I like Harry Potter and I like games, and they land on the TCG instead of like, I like TCGs. Oh, this is a good TCG, and land yeah, on it. Which, and I, I fall somewhere in the middle because I'd probably really like Harry Potter if I played it. Because again, I like good TCGs. I, Raw Deal. That's another game that's been dead for damn near a fucking decade, if not longer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's still a very good game and there's still like virtual sets coming out star wars ccg is another perfect example it's yeah to me that might be the best card game ever made no oh, yeah ever made of all time the people um, who um who do a lot of the people who do the harry potter like revival group are involved mm-hmm. in the revival group for that star wars game with like See? the fan sets and stuff yeah yeah and like these are games like i still have a lot of these cards like i but because like, they're they have that they i guess call it a blessing or a curse but it's that it's that mixed bag where you have a very a, a noticeable popular ip that will attract the casual crowd but it's also a good game with a shit ton of depth so the people that played it when it was in print you know they've got siblings they might have children that they could be like hey you want to see what i did you know this this is what this is the game i played this was my competitive game and then they teach somebody and then they get that competitive itch and they want to just continue to build the best deck that might not gel so well. Maybe the casual people are like, Oh, I want to build a deck with Luke Skywalker in it. This is what I'm playing. This is what I've got. This, I'm playing with what I have. Cause this is just what I was able to find online, whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but I think that's just a really neat thing that I've seen a lot more of. Like I like, I like a game where both sides of the coin can exist. Yeah, um, and that's what we were talking about a little bit earlier with things like uh, like Mario Kart and they like uh, and Nintendo in general. They go very far out of their way to put those players on a couch together and have everybody have a good time. Yep, like There's I could I could that. go up against somebody playing who's really really good at Mario Golf or Mario Tennis or you know fucking Mario Baseball or Super Even Mario Smash, Smash is one that I will never like practice to get good at, right? But I'll no, play. Never. I'll play anytime yeah. friends want to play. Yep, Smash is like to me one of the ultimate party games. Like I'll I'll lose every single game. Don't give a shit because I'm having a good time. Yeah, dude. What we do is uh, like I'll just put it on time. Like get that stock shit out of here. Put it on like five yeah. minutes. Everybody's just gonna have fun. And at the end of five minutes, the guy who's good will have killed me like seven hundred times. Whatever. But at least yep. I'll, I'll play five minutes of Super Smash Brothers. Exactly. Exactly. Meanwhile, I'm just knocking back the brewskis. But. But I think that's that's really cool, and I I think that's going to set a nice tone for how this cast is going to go. And um, obviously, you know, you've got to prepare here a little bit for the weekly. Um, I do. I'm but doing a little I guess bit of prep really, right now. Yeah, really. The last <laughs> question here that you know we kind of want to the thing that we want to cover is like, what is it about this these, these games that just just sucks you in? Like, what is it about the hobby? Um, trading card games. And we'll start with trading card games specifically. Like, what is it about the hobby that just really like sucks you in? Um, I mean, Chris. So. For me, all the TCGs I've ever played, um, well, that's not true, but for the big ones for me, uh, they started with a love for the IP. So yep. it's like, man, I love Pokemon. Uh, man, I love Final Fantasy. And there's another way to enjoy that that's cool. But for Final Fantasy, it was very much, I was already a card game boy. So what yep. turned me into a card game boy? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I remember um, for Pokemon, uh, Alex, actually, who you know now at this point, um, mm-hmm. I don't have to say my friend Alex, right? <laughs> uh, Al- yeah. You mean our friend? It's you like mean the, the returner, fucking, Alex Tesper? So- yeah, that's right. The so- it's like the Soviet Bugs Bunny meme. Our yeah. friend. Yes. Um, so Alex, he uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going over. This guy's has to play Pokemon cards," and I laughed at him. And I was like, "Dude, we're, you know, like we were like 18." I was like, "You're going to do what?" <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, loser. Yeah. When I was a kid, like I didn't actually enjoy playing the game or care about trading cards. Like, uh, yeah. and I mean, and when I was a kid, I got the Harry Potter cards too because uh, you know they're just a toy. It was like, hey, I need a Pokemon toy. They don't have very many Pokemon toys. The cards is a version of it, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like that was something I could do with friends, just like uh, trading on the the video games and stuff. Okay. So when I got older, you know, and I went to my friend's house, and Alex was like, just sit and watch a game, and you know, and you'll see why I'm into it, right? And these guys, I watched a competitive game, 
of a TCG for the first time in my life, right? And I was like, wow, dude, look at how hard he's thinking. Mm-hmm. And like, he's like, he's like really agonizing over this decision. Like, wow, look at these guys are, it, this is like, this is like chess, mm-hmm. right? And I love chess. Um, and I'm like, wow, this is really cool, dude. This is, uh, this is very much like a neat competitive thing that I had not seen before. I had not seen this side of this. And I got into the competitive aspect right away. I mean, like, I literally was like, how do I get a deck? You know, um, and, and so I think that what it is for TCGs about me is how I talk about how being um, the competitive nature of games that draws me in. TCGs are like a like a straight shot to a competitive game. I mean, like everything about them is designed to be like a sport like. Right. Yep. Um, and so I think what draws me to TCGs as a type of game, why I like them so much. It's like, yeah, the IP is why I'm here for Final Fantasy. But Final Fantasy is such an excellent game. And I love yep. playing it, and I love TCGs because they let me do that. Like, I'm always playing against the player. Like you said, you know, you're playing me. Um, mm-hmm. I- I'm playing, uh, you know, we both got to choose our own pieces. I describe it to people sometimes who are, like, really not into the games at all as, like, oh, mm-hmm. it's like chess where there's 2,000 pieces, right? And-, and we both have to choose 50 of them yep. and, like, try and beat each other. Yep. And it's like, oh, man. And the first thing there is like, isn't it hard to know what all those things do? It's like, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, that's, but that's, but that's like, part that's part of the appeal. Yeah, it's like, it's complicated. You know, there's like, there's stuff to study. Like there's, there's a depth yeah. where I can study and practice this game and get better at it. Like, like, the you know, instruments and stuff I like to play. So it's funny because, you know, I've never, never really thought about it before. Right. But um, it seems to me, you know, it just uh, like, it's a natural fit. It makes sense. Right. The TCGs. Uh, everything I like about them are things I, I liked already in life, you know, just how I was. And I'm, I'm glad you said it like that because I'm actually going to echo that sentiment. It's the same thing. Uh, it's the IPs that got me into the card games and then learning to play the game, seeing it in action and doing it myself. And it got to a point like the first one for me was the Star Trek CCG from Decipher. Uh, my brother got into it because he was a big Star Trek fan. He started collecting it. And then I was like, oh, this is really cool. It's a game. So we played with the cards he had and we played the game. We were like, oh, this is really fun. There's you know, it's a lot of flavor here. This is really cool. So we started collecting the cards more. We started you know, playing the game more, getting the new expansions. We found tournaments to go to. We started playing in tournaments. Uh, the, we, we both got shit on the first tournament we played in. Then we both top eight, and I actually won the next tournament. Then I won the one after that. Nice, dude. You got shit on, and then you won in the next tournament, dude? Yeah. Hell you know, yeah. That, because, we Hell learned, yeah. because we learned you got the mad. game. Yeah. Well, we learned the game, and we will, my, our stepdad would actually make fun of us because we would we would have our cards in our binders. This is back when I used binders for all my cards. We'd sit there, we'd be sitting on the couch, and we would just be flipping through the binders, each of us, and we'd be like, we'd be studying the cards. And I would say, like, hey, this um, you know, this uh, telepathic alien kidnappers combos with yellow alert or the, there's a, there, uh, there was a card that you could you get to this card telepathic alien kidnappers lets you take a card from your opponent's hand and they had to discard it. Well, there was another card that forced your opponent to play with his hand revealed. Oh, so it's basically so just see, like yeah, yeah, you just yeah, get to pick the card that. every time. Yeah, yeah, get rid of that. Get rid of yeah. that. And so, and that, and I know that's a super bare bones, easy combo. But when you're first getting into TCGs and you see something like that, like you want to tell everybody, you'll be like, "Oh man, do you do, you do this? Are you playing this? Well, what can be?" Then you go like, "Well, what if my opponent does that to me? Oh, we'll, we'll play Amanda Rogers, or we'll play Kivas Fajo. We'll play these, you know, the the. So we look mm-hmm. at the cards, we look at the combos, then we would look at the cards that disrupt the combo. How practical? I see. We just started doing, and that's that's when I was hooked. And then Star Wars came out, and then. Magic for the longest time never sucked me in because it was it wasn't really an IP. It was just this kind of original 
story that was created for the card game. But, you know, then versus raw deal, like things, you know, Final Fantasy, um, you know, every card game, uh, Dragon Ball, UFS, like these are games that I had played because of the IP. But then yeah, it's just another way for you to like nerd out. Yes, yeah. it was another way for me. To, and, you want, and it's something that, you know, Adam Duck, uh, I almost called him Alan Duckman. That's his good old, good old Alan Duckman. That's right. But um, that's one of the things that, you know, and when we had first gotten, you know, doing this podcast and, you know, met each other talking about the game, he was like, he likes the IP, games that have an IP because it's like, it's just an innate talking point. You have a common bond with the person you're sitting across the table from. Yeah, it's true. Oh, do you like Final Fantasy? Sometimes they don't like the IP, but again, that's even still like a oh cool. Do you play if they, you know you you because you're playing a TCG? Also, you have a, an immediate pivot point. You can say oh well, do you, what other games do you play? You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you like the IP, you're like oh, what's your favorite? I like this character. Then you start playing the cards and you start saying shit from the game. You know, I'm Captain Bosch or whatever. You start having these <laughs> really like kind of inside baseball moments. Um. They'll do just up like Squall comes to every tournament. Like, like dude, you just start having these wonderful. Is, if there was, if yeah, there was an uh, an outlier at, at that I miss at tournaments, it's James Denham, and I hope he's listening. Uh, he he comes to every Final Fantasy tournament dressed up in like full Squall cosplay and has the scar across the face. He does. I love it, dude. I love it. it. It's I like love we're that guy. we're mixing like just just the celebration of the fandom with the card game, which is yes. perfect. Yes, absolutely. I, I I miss that guy so much. I miss seeing the that passionate tournaments. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's hard to not be hooked on that stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it uh, makes it makes me want to keep playing card games, which is what makes it so hard that we can't in person right now. But yeah, there's still avenues, and there's still itches to scratch, and I'm glad people can do that. They can, man. And, and you know what? We will be, you know, as of the recording of this, man. I've got my second shot, so it's like. It's happening, man. You know, there'll yep. be a world we will get to play card games again. Yeah, we're, we're almost there. Like, Until the light is at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're almost there. Yeah. But yeah. we, we want to, you know, we just want to come back and chat. So, yeah, this week is just kind of about, like, uh, what got us in to the TCGs yeah. and stuff. But uh, we're, we haven't even decided yet, but we're going to just start picking uh, yeah. topics like this that are maybe a little more just broad. Right. In and general. So, next week, John, I'm actually, I'm actually giving you the keys to the driver's seat. What... What do you want to talk about next week? Do we want to talk about a particular video game? Like, because there, there's there's some RPGs I definitely want to do a deep dive on. Do we want to talk about a fucking card game that we're a, a dead card game that we're dicking around with? Like, I'd love to hear the diatribe on Harry Potter. I'd love to look at cards and go over like the combos and shit. I would love to do that, you know, dude. I, I would do. I would do that. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, want, you, you want to do a fucking Harry Potter TCG next week? You want to talk about that, dude? We'll do it. Let's do it. We'll pull the trigger. We're in. I'll, I'll get the crossover, dude. I'll, I'll tell like the six Harry Potter people to listen to the RV Returners podcast. Beautiful. We'll, Beautiful. we'll have a good time. Uh, but no, yeah, I think I'll, that is there like a, a website with like a card database that I can see the images. There stuff? sure is, dude. Will you send me that link for next week? So I, I will. And you know what it's called? Stuff? You're gonna love this. It's called ASIO cards. Like the spell that makes shit come to you. You know, like you know, ASIO broom, so... ASIO whatever, ASIO cards. That's so clever. Yeah, you can see. Uh, you can kind of search the database there. Uh, I, I keep like telling them, th- I basically keep going like, this is what FF Dex does <laughs> and trying to get somebody to, to make it more <laughs> like that, you know, but um, yeah, man, we could talk about, uh, we could just say dead card games next week. So we'll talk, yeah, about, we'll talk about that. that a little bit. Um, Cause I'd like to know a little bit more about the star Wars game, which you seem to be passionate about, oh which these God. guys, uh, cool. these guys tell me it's good too. So, you know, I'd like to I'd like to hear a bit about star that. Trek. So I, I still have, 
I've got a full premiere set. I've got a full cloud city set. I've got a full Dagobah set. I've got a full indoor set. Um, I have like, Oh, take me I, to the moon, dude. Dude. I have, I have the, um, like the pretty much, I really played the game a lot up through pretty much when I, I you know what? We'll, we'll talk about that on the cast next week. Cause, you know, <laughs> exactly. we'll talk about that cause I, I could, I could go on another fucking hour diatribe about star Wars CCG. Um, there was a, a finite <laughs> point where the game got where I didn't really care for it as much. But I love playing everything prior to it. Well, exactly. That's that's what I want to hear about, man. Next week on the cast. So, um, so yeah, this is an effort. You know, this is the remake, guys. We're gonna still cover Final Fantasy TCG news, you know. But uh, being that the news doesn't fill a two-hour podcast every week anymore, uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna just fill a two-hour podcast every week for you know, not a two, you know, yeah. something. This is an hour and a half here for you, so enjoy it. And we're we're gonna talk about things that we know everybody can relate to, like we, especially right now, casual and competitive gaming. It's at an all-time high. Like the competitive people that can't travel to events still need things to do to scratch that itch, and the casual folk are now finding new avenues to just keep them from losing their mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think everybody has to find something to keep them from losing their mind right about now. Yes, yeah, no, it's very, very true. But again, the lights at the end of the tunnel. You are one vaccinated boy. One day it'll be my turn, and then we can all <laughs> we can have a shot, uh, you know, have a beer at the Winchester, and just wait for this all to blow over. That's right, dude. If I could like somehow give you my blood, I would, you know. But oh man, <laughs> so, just sell it on the black market, John. Something like vaccinated that. blood. Vaccinated blood. I don't even. Know, I don't think it works that way. But you know, hey, know. they'd buy it. They'd buy it. Yeah, <laughs> there's a goofball out there who would do it. That's right. Uh, but, but for now, guys, that's it. This is us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the first step in a new direction. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we can't wait for everything to go back to normal like you guys. But we 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 need to talk. We we gotta have stuff. We gotta have stuff, and we we found stuff. There's plenty of shit out there. Yeah, dude. We just want to cast. Yeah, that's the idea. We're 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 just correlating it all back to FFTCG, and we want to talk. And you know, maybe maybe we will do that three houses podcast after all. Yeah, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll put that on. Uh, I'll get that on there for him. Well, that'll be a little Easter egg for for everybody. Because oh, I could do, I, you know, we could do that into TCGs. Because the Fire Emblem TCG, God, I, if there was any card game that I wish was in English, John, it is that game. Yeah, it dude, is a good, I would be good, into that good card game. And again, you know what made you even check it out? The IP. Yep, because I I'm such a mark for Fire Emblem. <laughs> Well, Fire Emblem was that was the what a lot of people see when they see Fire uh, when they see Final Fantasy TCG. They're like, I was like Fire Emblem has a card game, and now I realized who I sounded like when I did that. <laughs> um, but but they were already like eighteen sets in, so best believe I had so much studying to do. It was great. Yeah, exactly. That's what you want to do, man. You just want to read and discover. Yes, dig for gold. Dig the discoveries of. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna forget that. That was great. Uh, we did that Absolutely. on the last episode. <laughs> That's too funny. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, this is us. Uh, oh, I have a tournament to run. Yeah, so. you do. And uh, I've got I got some supper to cook. I'm a hungry yeah. boy. Yeah, me I think too. God, but God, also, I think I'll be a stream run. monster. I'm gonna be a stream. Oh, monster. dude. Uh, I tell you what. Tonight we're, we're betting on the uh, the outcome of the match. We've got. You're gonna see. There's a lot of uh, a lot of the fun folk are stream monsters. Dude. I'm sure they'd be happy to see you tonight. I'm excited. So, all right, guys. Until next time. Yes, indeed. Signing off. Thank you as always. Toodles. Huh. What? Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com.